Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This activity, entitled Clinical Implications of Managing Iron Deficiency from a Firm AHF, is provided by Medtelligence and is supported by an independent educational grant from V4 Pharma. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. As many as 70% of patients hospitalized with heart failure have evidence of iron deficiency. We know that iron deficiency in patients with heart failure is associated with reduced functional capacity, reduced quality of life, and adverse outcomes. We also know that the repletion of iron deficiency in patients that are ambulatory heart failure patients results in improvement in quality of life and improvement in functional capacity. We now have emerging data from the AFFIRM AHF trial in patients who are hospitalized with heart failure and undergo treatment with intravenous iron therapy. This is a CME on REACH MD, and I'm joined today by Drs. Komen Collette and Drs. Boom to discuss the AFFIRM AHF trial. AFFIRM AHF was a large trial that included 1,108 patients with heart failure and evidence of left ventricular ejection fraction less than 50% who were hospitalized for acute heart failure. Patients were randomized to either intravenous ferric carboxymaltose or to placebo and were followed for a period of 52 weeks. Dr. Komen Collette, what were the main findings from a firm AHF? Thanks for this uh, important question. Um, the primary point of this study was total uh, heart failure hospitalizations or cardiovascular death. In this study, what we actually saw, there was a reduction in this primary endpoint, having a hazard ratio of 0.79 with a, a marginally uh, not significant p-value of 0.059. And we also saw in this study a reduction in the total number of cardiovascular hospitalizations along or cardiovascular death, about 20%. And also what is actually more important in terms of, of the results, there was a, a significant reduction in the number of total heart failure hospitalization. There was a 26% reduction in this endpoint. Very importantly, a more conventional endpoint, so time to first heart failure hospitalization or cardiovascular that was significantly reduced in these uh, patients receiving ferric carboxymal dose compared to patients with placebo. It's important to highlight that this in this study was uh, pretty much affected by the COVID-19 pandemic in terms of follow-up of patients. So before database log was undertaken, there was a pre-specified uh, sensitivity an analysis in terms of COVID-19. And uh, in this sensitivity analysis, what we actually was confirmed that there was a, a significant 25% reduction in the primary endpoint, and then this reached statistical significance. And also, again, a reduction in total heart failure hospitalization was about 30%, again, significant. So this is a very important result. If you want more information on that, there's an interesting discussion for, uh, from uh, Dr. Piotr Ponikowski, who was actually the chair of the study. And you can actually have a look on the discussions in the American Heart Association 2020 insights on iron deficiency in heart failure that are actually available in the global heart failure academy.org. The data are very exciting. How do these results affect the care of patients with acute heart failure? We've seen from these results that treating iron deficiency in the acute phase with ferric carboxymaltose reduces the total burden of heart failure hospitalization in the vulnerable phase of patients. So this is extremely important since there are no many drugs that actually can have an impact in terms of heart failure hospitalization in this particular period of patients. The second very important aspect that 
it really uh, is going to raise the awareness of checking out about iron status in patients in the acute phase, right? So it's very important to check about uh, ferritin and uh, transferrin saturation in these patients. So this can be diagnosed in this acute phase. And the other hand, it's very important in terms of feasibility of the treatment. So the treatment, the treatment is giving intravenous iron before discharge is simple. It really simplifies the logistics of uh, having this corrected. And also very important, you can give it before discharge and most patients, 80% of patients will only need one or two injections of the drug to have their iron deficiency status corrected. It is particularly attractive to have a benchmark to look at. We know all of the patients enrolled had to meet a strict definition of iron deficiency, and we can follow the iron measures very easily uh, to understand whether or not patients become iron replete. And indeed, they did with the with the introduction of intravenous ferrocarboxymaltose in this study. Uh, that has not been the case with trying to give oral iron to patients with heart failure, as we learned uh, when we conducted the uh, iron out heart failure trial a number of years ago and found that even with giving doses of oral iron that were 15 times in excess of, of daily recommended dose, uh, amounts of iron in the diet, we still found that patients with heart failure were relatively refractory uh, to repletion of their iron stores uh, when the iron is, is delivered orally, uh, hence framing the, the need uh, to give this medication intravenously. So I look forward to hearing from Dr. Boom about his uh, perspective and thoughts on the firm AHF trial. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Lewis. There are, I think, many very important clinical uh, implications. So what we have known before was his association of iron deficiency for uh, for the symptomatic load of these patients with iron deficiency. We have seen that uh, restoring iron reduces or improves exercise tolerance and well-being, but the missing link was hospitalization. And so Affirm HF now has convincingly shown that hospitalization is uh, is reduced, and that is a typical and very critical endpoint in the heart failure population where hospitalization is one of the urgent uh, urgencies and the urgent need to be improved as it is predictive for death later on. So now we have seen here a clear reduction of hospitalization rate. The second important implication is that we enrolled patients in this trial uh, who have a very close to a decompensation so it is very important to see that the 30 days hospitalization rate already is reduced. So there is an early onset uh, of these treatment efficacy. So there is no reason to defer the start of this treatment. So that I think is the very second uh, important implication. And as we have now the clinical data and the hypothesis, uh, iron deficiency turns into a modifiable risk factor. Uh, and that is very important. Therefore, there is urgent need to screen every patient uh, in the hospital, outside the hospital, who is symptomatic for iron deficiency in order to allow to treat him appropriately. Okay, thank you. So for those of you just tuning in, uh, I'm Greg Lewis, and we're discussing on CME ReachMD uh, the treatment of iron deficiency in patients hospitalized uh, with heart failure. And I'm joined by Dr. Komen-Colette and Dr. Boom here. 
And we're discussing how we should be adjusting and thinking about adjusting the care of our patients who are hospitalized with heart failure uh, who in, and who have evidence of iron deficiency. And we're learning that the treatment of iron deficiency in this setting of in the hospitalization when it's simple to infuse intravenous iron uh, is translating to um, certainly a, a strong trend towards reduction in, uh, in endpoints following that hospital admission. So, Dr. Brown, can you tell us a little bit uh, more about how we should uh, think about changing our management of patients with heart failure and iron deficiency going forward? So, iron deficiency now, I think, has turned to uh, a marker of disease outcome and furthermore into a treatment target. So, I think there is urgent need to screen for iron deficiency in every patient with chronic heart failure who is symptomatic. And I'm very sure that we will get and have this in the guideline with a very strong recommendation. So how to do it? I think transfer and saturation has been shown to be the most sensitive marker by a very recent in-depth analysis of Piotr Ponikowski, who was a principal investigator of these iron studies. And uh, uh, therefore, this is the first step. And the other thing is, of course, ferritine. This should be incorporated into the regular workup of a patient with chronic heart failure. There is also, if you are more interested, there is a download here by this program uh, where you have a very simple scheme how to look for iron deficiency. And I think this should be on the desk of every heart failure physician, uh, not to forget that. And then if iron deficiency is diagnosed, and as it has now been shown uh, that replacement reduces hospitalization, it has turned into a modifiable risk factor, and therefore it has a fixed place in the treatment of these patients. And in addition to uh, the FAIR-HF study and CONFIRM-HF and meta-analysis, now iron deficiency should be evaluated as we have in the FIRM-HF now, indeed evidence that a heart, heart failure-related endpoint is significantly reduced, in particular in a population very close to a decompensation and very close to discharge or even the hospital. And that is very important as these beneficial effects occur twi uh, very early and already 30 days hospitalization rate is significantly reduced. Great, thank you. So we're really seeing growing body of evidence here, uh, starting with the ambulatory heart failure patient with iron deficiency in which there were consistent signals across FAIR-HF and CONFIRM-HF for improvement in exercise capacity, improvement in quality of life metrics. Now uh, we're hearing about the extension of that benefit to the hospitalized heart failure patients uh, in terms of recurrent hospitalizations. And as we look ahead, there's more evidence that's, that's going to be forthcoming. And I'd like to hear from Dr. Coman Collette about additional ongoing studies in iron-deficient heart failure patients that we can forward to hearing more about. This is a very exciting moment in terms of uh, research about uh, iron deficiency and treatments. And of course, there are many other studies coming along. I think it's a good aspect to know that not just for acute patients that we may have this benefit from on treating iron deficiency during ferricar boximaltos, but also other studies going to explore in different moments of trajectories of the patient, which are going to be the benefits from, from this treatment. For instance, Ironman, which is a study 
that's when we conducted in patients looking to specific, let's say, harm points in terms of hospitalization and events. And all the uh, studies are coming along too. Uh, they're going to be testing, again, ferricaboximal dose against placebo. Uh, for instance, FERHF2, which is uh, more or less the same design than FERHF, that's how it's going to be stable patients in laboratory basis recruited to, to evaluate and treat iron deficiency. Again, looking to hard endpoints, but also have exciting studies uh, being conducted in the U.S., uh, such as the HeartFit. They're going to be checking about uh, also combinations in terms of um, endpoints and other biomarkers. And again, there are another other type of patients that we sometimes wonder as a as a, a HeartFit specialist whether we should extend the benefit when seeing treating patients with heart ref and iron deficiency, and these are patients we have PEF. So fortunately, when I have studies, we have studies that are going on now, they're going to be evaluating the effect in patients with have PEF treating uh, iron deficiency symptoms of symptoms and functional capacity. So there's a, a very interesting, exciting landscape of studies that are coming along, and it's going to be interesting to see what, what happened about the results. Great. Thank you for your insights. And and perhaps we can just hear a take-home message uh, from both of you in this regard, starting with Dr. Boom. Yes, I think there is one, for me, one crucial uh, take-home message. So the problem in heart failure is that these people need a lot of interventions. They need a lot of drugs. And the first is to implement uh, the detection of iron deficiently in the workup of the heart failure patients with symptoms. So transferring saturation and ferritine is one of the crucial lab tests in addition to the evaluation of symptoms and anything else. So that is my take-home message. Recognize iron deficiency and then treat it. My take-home message would be also think about in the acute phase, patients with uh, heart failure and iron deficiency may get benefit from correcting iron deficiency. And uh, this is a very important benefit because you're going to be reducing the burden of heart failure hospitalization in these patients. So uh, make sure in this acute phase, you evaluate that and make sure that you're going to bring these patients a chance to reduce the risk of being readmitted. Thank you. I would certainly agree and, and would add to that that the most effective way to go about replenishing iron stores is to give intravenous iron. We still see a lot of oral iron being tried in our heart failure population. So that's all the time that we have today. I'd like to thank our audience for attending, and I'd like to thank our, our panelists for their expert views uh, on the important Affirm AHF trial. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for the invitation. Thank you for having me here. It's been a great pleasure to share this moment with you. You have been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided by Medtelligence and is supported by an independent educational grant from V4 Pharma. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash heart failure. Thank you for listening.